Peace and blessings and welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Transparent Credit Repair, the superheroes of the financial literacy and credit repair world. Open your wallet to receive money rather than pay bills by fixing your credit and ensuring yourself more income to stay rather than leave your possession. To do so, contact them at www.transparentcreditrepair.com or you can call them at 862-250-5122 and tell them Heritage Hip Hop sent you refer you this episode we celebrate black bike culture and talk to a rapper who not only rides those wheels rides those bikes is about that life but he also makes music to help tell the story of a man who's been through it all and wants to help change the world and bring balance to the game you can't mention bikes and mics if you can't talk about sin and we talk to Sin today and hear how he's helping to change the game by bringing truth to the light on the microphone and represent his team. Stay tuned, and I'll come back with the rest of my commentary. Peace and blessings, everybody. Welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. And on the line today, I have somebody who represents the culture in two different ways. Introduce yourself to the people, please. There, boy. It's your boy Sin. Let's get it. You're the Rider King. That's what you know it as, right? You know it. Right. Always be. And so, having a name like that means you bring something to the culture that was lost. You're part of Black Biker Society. Well, I'm in. I'm in the side of a. Uh, it's not just like we're an inner international interracial club, so. It's not just, you know, a lot of women say primarily black, but yeah, I'm in the biker world. And that's what's up. Um, I got a question actually. What you got a lot of noise in the background. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, you, I'm, on, you, I'm on the road. Yeah, you drive, I can tell. Alright, cool. So everybody out there, Heritage Hip Hop brings you live interviews, so don't ever think that it's just us giving you the standard. We're gonna give you the real. And I wanted to talk to you about the that society mixed with hip-hop because black biker culture and hip-hop is synonymous because it is the culture where the people don't take shorts and they make sure their voices is getting heard. What makes them blend so well to you and makes you uh, an active member in it and an active member of hip-hop as well? Well, I, you know, I, I walk it, talk it like I live it. I'm a biker. Mm -hmm. I ride my bike. I make rider music, you know, I grew up in the bike community, so I respect the codes, codes and the rules that go along with that, so I just, you know, game was there before me, and it's going to be there after me, so I just, you know, it's all about respecting everything. I went to a Comic Con not too long ago, and it was a biker, I forgot the name of the biker club, forgive me, but they would start doing comic books, and they were saying how the point of their book was the bike was the power that gave the rider um, their superpowers, basically. It made them who they are. How did the bike blend to you and make you even more of the man that you wanted to put into your music? And it's a, the bike just means, like, it's the ride. Like, bikes are the bike. We also say it's not the bike. It's the rider. And mm -hmm. that's why I, 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 I go and say it's the rider because... No one's going to ride that bike, but 
with being a my bike or any rider, we become one. Like you learn mm-hmm. it, like you learn your woman. So mm-hmm. you learn, you learn that. So that's well, that's what I said. It, what it gives to me is the freedom to be out there, just do what I want to do, open our way, and do what I love to do. Anything that you love to do. I mean, so that's what it gives to me. It doesn't give me a necessary power. It just gives me a feeling that nothing else can give me. Word. See, the thing that I the reason why I asked that is because there's nothing like being in control of a vehicle and just going. You know what I'm saying? Because because sometimes when you hit the open road, that's when you can be the most thoughtful, the most mind strong. It's like nothing in the world can touch you. There's just you, your vehicle, and your mind, and that's when you get. A lot of your sharpest and most um, philosophical, um, your most philosophical production done. Is that how it goes for you when you when you when yeah, you get into I'm your mind? When I'm in the road, I, I think of everything, and that's when I'm most creative. That's what I love being on the road. See, that's how the. I'm sorry. Yeah, I love it. See, that's how the most how works. Cause see, when the most how gets into get gets you to connect with the land that he gave you and it is written that he said conquer the world subdue it and then repopulate it it's like the world is there for you to learn to navigate and also to give back when you're on your vehicle when you're on your vehicle it seems like the world is now opening to you what do you usually take away from a ride that makes you feel free or secure within that ride that you know you brought something positive back within it? Well, one, uh, I want anybody to do it, just getting to my destination safely, for one, because you have so many hazards of to deal with out in the road when you're riding. But for me, like I said, it's the freedom, the adrenaline rush, the fact that I'm on that iron horse, you know, mm-hmm. like cowboys in the back of the day. So I'm exploring the land on, on twos, you know, or whatever vehicle I am. I'm out taking in sights around the world, and that's what I love, is just seeing what God has created, uh, the beauty in cities, you know, running into beautiful artists, creative people, and that's what I love. That's what it brings to me. Facts. And just like riding your vehicle opens you up to the journey of life, music also is a way to bring people into your journey through life. And as a musician who's been in the game for years, it's very important for people to understand not only you have a story, but you have experiences to be told. What is the most meaningful story that people will get from your music that make that will make them sit and listen with awe when it comes to your, your sound? Well, it's 100%. Like, I would say it's all 100%. Uh, how I how I feel, everything I'll stand behind that I put out there. But also, it's a journey. Right? Like I said, my new single, put your seatbelt on. I want you to get in, put your seatbelt on, and I want to take it back to feel good music. You know, when music moves people, people will feel good about having it growing in life, having a relationship, having that ride or die chick or that ride or die guy, somebody being by your side, being there. So that's what I want to get it back to. We have enough with. Hate and everything. So I just try to make a conscious effort on this album 
like the first thing talk seeing what message I would leave behind. So that's, that's what I did on this. Alright. Oh, I'm sorry for that. That's my phone bugging out. Um, I understand that. And you know what? The, fu- the funny thing about life is when we tell our story, some people hear it and some people feel it. What's more important for you, to be heard or to be felt? Well, here's what I think. I think words are more powerful, but they're also, it's like a text. You won't get the feeling from the words. The same words won't mean the same as a phone call. So it's got to be both. You've got to think about it all. You know, I mean, you can't just pick one and have the other because if you're making songs that are your words, your feelings, your emotions, you have to be able to convey that. That's what an MC is, move the crowd. So if your words don't move someone, the beat doesn't move someone, then they got to be both important. That's fact because there's people who have made songs that when you hear it, you're like, eh, you know what I'm saying? And then there's and then there's those beats where you could bob your head to it, but the words just don't hit your heart. You know what I'm saying? Yep. What make what makes a complete song to you? How do you know when you have delivered it? Um. Well, I try to sit back and critique it, but I can say that you know I did my best. I gave you my best, and whether you like it. Understand and catch it later. You know, I just salute any artist who puts themselves out. I'm not going to give you a halfway effort. I can say it's, you know, it's my fault. Responsibility, the end result, how it's received and how it's delivered is my responsibility. I need to deliver that message. Like a quarterback, he doesn't all, you know, he throws touchdown, he's a winning quarterback, but he doesn't throw touchdown passes 100% of the time. So I got to deal with the numbers. Okay. So then let's go into some of this history. When did you begin in when did you begin in music and how did you find your voice within it? Well, my you know, coming up my my father had a studio, I used to sneak down and he wouldn't let me in there. But I would keep sneaking out, sneaking down. And when I finally got down there, I just like the vibe, the light, how the food was. That attracted me. So then I wanted to learn how to do it. You know, it became like Curious George. I needed to know how it worked, how it worked. So, you know, in school, I liked studying. I got into, you know, all kinds of different studies of different things. But words, poetry, is what I found was a great album. So I started getting into that. Then hip hop football. And, you know, playing a dozen. Then we came to back. Then it began making instruments and learning how to make it. And then I just realized that when it said music business, I realized on the music, but really I focused more to learn the business of it. Stay behind the scenes, what was behind the scenes. You know, I always looked at Wizard of Oz. They tell you to never mind the man behind the curtain. Well, I'm going to tell you to always look deeper. I want to know why that man behind the curtain. Why is he both the strings? What makes him qualified to be there? And how did he? Alright, see, um, see that brings me to this, because the people who put their all into the learning are the people who lead the movement. Since you began doing music, what did you lead 
that made you go, you know what? Not only can I do this, but I'm right to do this. When did that come? Um, it came like different different ways. Like I started battle rap when I started beating the neighborhood. Then I started going and traveling to different cities. I knew okay. Alright, I can do that. Music wise is when I started writing songs for others. It let me know, okay, I can do it. Because I didn't want to be the artist out front. I'm a very private person. I didn't want to put myself out there. So that's why I didn't want to give it up. And I always knew I could do it. Like, I could watch people's reactions to what I wrote. And then I was like, okay, because I think about what I write, how I write, what I you know. So that's what let me know and gave me confidence when I had to engineer. I learned that part of it, mixing, mastering, you know, doing graphics, video shoots. I learned the business of putting out albums and records first. And that's just, I just wanted to learn. So the more I was exposed to it, the more I wanted to learn. And that's what made me knew it when I had people requesting me to do it or asking me to get on a song or write this for them. Okay. Alright, so let me ask you this then. Because that's very interesting that you said that because the thing about music that I think people take for granted is that to be to be proficient does not mean you do it. It's that you live it. Because anybody can rhyme two words on some music. That doesn't make it a rap. That doesn't make it a, a hip hop song, or it doesn't even make it a rap. It could be a nursery rhyme, for God's sake. You know what I'm saying? But when people come to you and they build off of what you made, there's nothing like having somebody co-sign your vision. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I see and it. I mean, you know, I, mm -hmm. I, I look at that when you're saying it, it's a great feeling. When I look at some of the people that I've inspired, who I've been inspired by, and I want people, you know, emulate some of the things that I've done. Or don't do some of them when I tell them this is the hard way of doing things. There's better ways and this is life lessons that I learned. And they learn from that. So they don't do the pitfalls and make the mistakes that I did. That's a blessing in itself. That's what I love about now. So then, let's take it to another degree then. Part of part of knowing that you've made it is is getting a crowd to co-sign your sound. Tell me what's it like to go to Sin's live show. And being that you have opened up for many people in the in the in the industry, your show has been seen by masses of people. How was that live show? Um, what is it like? How's it how is it captured by by the fans? It's a journey. Like I actually bond with them. Like I don't. I look at it this way: you paid your money. I'm going to give you a show. You didn't come to see me stand and just walk around. No. I'm going to give you, I'm going to take you on a ride with me if it's a song to move your heart. Like, I have a song I apologize to my, to my mother for some of the wrong that I did. Or if it's a, get you motivated and want to ride. I'm an MC. I'm going to move that crowd. You're going to, you're going to get up. You're going to, get, you're going to do what I want you to do. And it's not where I sit in that one. But the song, the energy, what I put in, if it didn't give you that feeling, but I'm, you know, I'm inspired by movement, riding, stuff like that. So if it doesn't make me move, then it's not going to make anyone else move. And we try it out on different people beforehand. So I understand it's like basically knowing yourself. You know, you get Jay-Z, Eminem, you get a 50 Cent, you get somebody. They know what their show's going to be. They know what the lighting. They 
knew everything about that, what the stage looks like, their staff, how the mic is keyed up. That comes with practice. So over time, everything you get better with. So it just came, it just came from that. You're going to basically, you know, whatever set I design, whatever I want you to kind of experience with me, it's not what I want you to do. It's what I want you to experience at night. So that, that's what I want you to take away. It's get a show. You know, you don't have someone that's going to be lazy. Like, I didn't get out there with the fans. I didn't come and give you a show. I didn't give you a story. I didn't forget my lyrics. I didn't have a week out. I didn't wasn't enough. I wasn't just, oh, I'm just here to do. No, I'm grateful to have fans. And I'm grateful for you taking the time to appreciate my music. So I appreciate every last one of them. And you show that in many of your videos. One of your videos that I've seen was Nod Your Head. Nod Your Head is like the song where it's not only about the bike. It's not only about the lyrics. It's about getting the person to feel like they are a part of the visual. How do you come up with those visuals? And, and, and why is it important to always make songs that include the listener with the experience? Well... I, here's a tip I have for artists, like, I really look at it like a painting to me, and when I do it from beginning to the end, I have to paint a picture, so I look at the music, what does this mean telling me, what would, what would I feel, and then the emotion starts, okay, now I'm feeling that, how do I convey that message, okay, if I'm going to give them a vision, I have to paint a picture with words, imagery, so what image am I painting, then when, if I can put it to video, you know, I've already got the concept when I'm writing it. When I'm recording it, I've already seen it. Like, it's weird that I tell my, my team, and they know this now, I see the end before I do the beginning. Mm. You work backwards. See, that, that, that's, a, that's a skill not a lot of people can't have because a lot of people don't even see, have vision to see where they're going when they do things. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah. And, and understanding that you work backwards, tell us about one of those experiences that you had that it, that that made you create a song. Because everybody goes through something in life. What experience did you already finish that your music helped you tell a song about? Okay, um, I'll take the one. I apologize. Um, mm -hmm. I made that song for my mother. And, that, you know, if you listen to it, I said, you know, Mama, forgive me for the dirt I did. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't a grown man. I was just a bad kid. I apologize for that because I thought about it. It took me years to look at all the, you know, I, I was in the street life. I was into a lot of different things. I caused my mother a lot of heartache. I didn't look at it as a kid. It's when I did my bid and I didn't look at, you know, my whole crew, those people that say they're going to be there for you and do things for you. Well, that commissary didn't come in that way. That phone time didn't come in that way. I realized the only person there, my mother was there sending me that thing, taking care of me, my family members. And when I came out, that's when I realized my mother was there for me. And she did the, she did the time. You know what I'm saying? I did the day, but she was serving the time with me. So I had to apologize for that, you know, all the trouble and everything that I got into before dating. My mother was there for me. I'm a stress and strain that I put on him. So it takes a grown man to realize that he apologized for what he did as a kid. So that's, that's one of those that came from that. 
I, I really appreciate that song because even in your video, that's your mom sitting on the porch with the pink shirt on. Yep. yep. Yeah, see? That's what I'm talking about. See, that's when you realize that for the average person who just thinks that, you know, people are just putting songs together for entertainment, sometimes this stuff is, is, is medicine. Because not only are you getting things out off your chest and off your spirit, right. you're also healing somebody's life, and you can also influence somebody else to heal through your message as well. Well, I uh, another one I'm proud of, and with this we're talking about, then, is Tony's bits and her baby. If you go out there, it's available. Well, all mm -hmm. the sales from that go to well, a nonprofit fund. They're still searching and paying for a private detective because that is a 100% true story. Um, there's no Amber Alerts for anybody above the age of 18. That's a story wow. about a mother searching for her girl and still searching for her. She was taken away. Um, she's been looking for two years, years, for three years now. Um, I believe it was, was taken in self-sex trafficking. The mother still has a phone on. But that song opened up that case. The police had not had anything on it, had not done anything, and pretty much closed the case. And they opened the gates for that song, and that song is a real true story. The mother was robbed, she was pulled over by the cops, was searching for her daughter for having too many posters on, and she's still searching for her. Wow. So we're still searching for Shake Jacobs. So that's, that was one of those ones people don't know about, but yeah. Yeah, that's a pain that I don't even think music can help you understand, but. Yo, um, we, we pray, we pray for, like every, said, for for positivity out of that situation. Like I said, how can you still smile when you just lost your child? Yeah. Yeah, that's a hard one. And understand, and understanding these things, we know that music is a pathway, like we said, towards healing. And it's also a pathway to building towards better things. Let's yeah. talk about, let's talk about let me let me let me let me get my notes ready. Let's talk about something that's very important when it comes to making music, and that whenever it comes to the music, you have to have a message. We have a front, we have this no no fronting song out right now, correct? Yeah, it just got released. Yeah. Now, in that song, you're talking about standing strong for the person you believe in. Because you want them there, you know what I'm saying. You talk about how you talk about how um you talking about the, um how you no fronting like ODB and ODB didn't front on his love for Wu Tang or hip hop. He was front line with it until the day he passed away. Well, Why was it important? There's a lot of there's a lot of Wu Tang representatives around that family. So yeah, you first verse you'll hear a lot of Wu Tang representatives. Right. My question, my question when it comes to that is, when it comes to that song is, why was it important for you to make music where a man stands strong for what he loves and who he loves when this culture seems to celebrate, especially in the mainstream, doing whatever, doing whatever with whoever and not really showing loyalty, commitment, and support? Exactly. And that's what got me to, I'm going to be, not to say one of the first artists, but I'm an artist that secured myself to say, yeah, I had songs that glorify that hip-hop lifestyle we all did. But for mm -hmm. this album, Know the Name, Know the Difference, the first six songs that you got, put your seatbelt on. Now it's no front. I'm looking at where you're going to get end up in the next one, Take Your Medicine. The reason why I say Take Your Medicine on the next one is 
People don't like what's good for them. It may, medicine doesn't taste good, but you may not get it the first time. But the second time, and there's messages, and what I put out there, those are vibes I'm going to get back. So I have to be a constantly aware of, I wanted to do something different. So know the name, know the difference. It's going to be split up. You're going to get what you're used to for saying. But the first six songs are what something that you, I stepped out of my zone and thought about the messages that I was putting out there and wanted to be comfortable with saying, yes, I have a strong lady. Yes, no matter if a dude, and like I said, would put your seatbelt on. I want people to get in their car, put your seatbelt on, do no fun. Take your medicine. There's, it's always set up ahead of time. Each song is set up for that. It's for the next one. But by the time they get to the sixth song, I mean, I, well, since we stuff a lot, I got you thinking. Then I'll get you back to riding and, and bobbing your head. You know what I'm saying? I'll get you back to that. But I'm going to leave you something where you can say that's a complete album. And I gave you a little bit of something for everything. Yeah, even with no fronting, the, um, the cover art, which you hold in the hand or there's a lady holding your hand looking over the water, that, 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 that's, that's setting the pretense of a personal message as well as a hopeful message. And, and the culture right now seems to be going through those changes, especially in the wake of the social inequality and the fight for justice from the inner city against police brutality and against the um, political powers that are separating and hurting people. What do you think is the responsibility of an artist to now talk to those things that's going on in our society and their music? Well, here's where I look at it with me as well. And that's why I said we do have a responsibility. We have a responsibility because we have freedom of speech. We have a lot of people that listen to us. You know, we think about it as an MC. If we say, put your hands in the air and wave them, they do. Put your phones up. All right, go do this. Well, going to vote, going to have social contact, saying it's okay to have being married and, and, and staying with one lady or a man, whatever you want to be, you know what I'm saying? Going and having a legal hustle doing that. That's okay to do these things. We ought to celebrate that. When you take it back to days of Motown, look at the music that we had, you know, I think one, war, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. If you took that one phrase from that one, you learned something. And that's what, that's what we need to do as an artist. You have all these things, you know, you got shoot, shoot, kill, murder, murder, and then quarter. I'm guilty of making some of this kind of music. So I don't sit there and say I'm judged and I'm hypocritical. No, but I had to sit there and think about when I went in the studio and when I made this project, what do I want to say and what do I want to do different? Because I have my own lane. I never follow what people's vibes are. Their ways, I make my own. I make my own lane. So that's what I wanted to do. I had the courage to say, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put my seatbelt on, you know, thinking that's the competition. And then I'm going to do no fun with it. I'm going to take my medicine. I'm going to learn what I've done wrong as a man, what women have done wrong to me to get us to that. So now we can build relationships. How do you build a relationship? You have to have a foundation. You have to work together. You have to understand that you can't point your fingers at someone without three pointing back. So working on self is the hardest work to do. And then once you work on self, you can work together. And that's what anything Hmm. Being that you hail from Virginia and you also make your home in Michigan, how has those two places helped define your message, define you as the MC that you are? Well, I've been a, 
pretty much around the world. I've got to go to different areas from out west to overseas. So I, whenever I go somewhere, I like to experience their culture. I don't like, I like that in like a zoo or whatever. You're there to observe the animals, but I like to look at it as not zoo, but I want to observe the habitat, leave it undisturbed and appreciate it. Take what I take from it, like a buffet, and then go about my day. Leave it that way. Leave it undisturbed. Somebody else can enjoy and appreciate it. Part of a foundation is not only knowing who you are, but giving the truth. And people are not only affected by the truth, they're attracted by the truth, and you can change lives with ha with having the truth. Not a truth, the truth. And the truth of the matter is you represent your music, you represent your lifestyle, and there's others who work with you. Tell me about the other artists you have in your, in your, in your music family. Well, shout out to MJ. She does a lot for me um, and my wife. Um, here, shout out to her. Um, D Minute, um, it's one out of the artist, friend, personal. You know, so, um, you have Angie Maserati, Mr. Flavor. Um, and they all bring so, so much. They all bring so much. So, like I said, they're just a one big family. Like, we all are just creative and driven. And your squad is the Devil Advocates? That's what it's called? Yes, indeed. Devil's advocate, indeed. So let's talk about the video, Let's Go. Let's Go seems to be the one where you want people to know that you're there and you want them to move by having the experience of your music. What does Angie and D-Menace bring to Sin that makes Sin a better artist? A lot. Um, their work ethic, their commitment, their skill. I mean, when you recognize people that have just as much passion, drive, you know, like like recognizes like you know so we just it's it's almost like a just a team we just form together and we're all allowed our space but we all come together in that space it makes magic man. the whole team for everybody um listening to this interview this is Karev from Heritage Hip Hop and we're talking with Sin and his YouTube page is S I N N TV, Sin TV, where you can see and hear some of his music. If you like the music that you hear and that you see, please, purchasing is good. I mean, purchasing is great. Streaming is good. We'd rather this artist be great than good. So if you find something that you like, put the money down and make sure that you support the movement and you ensure yourself and him more growth to give you music because purchase power is what builds the culture in our community. You agree? Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And with that being said, everybody, let's let's, let's continue. Because I have a question for Sin that is very interesting but very impactful. One of the songs that you made that really, really tells a deep story is what I'm going through. Why don't you speak on that? And let's, and let's, and let's go. Let's just crack that one open. Oh, as you oh, see, I go man. through your music. I, I'm not doing singles only. I go through your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what I'm going through, um, that was a song that I'm sure a lot of people experience this. It's when you have to go inside yourself, bro, and you feel the weight of the world, stress on your shoulders. You just, no one experiences it when you're ahead of a team, head of an organization, and there we go. And everyone looks to you for that strength. 
you don't show it. You can't show any chinks in your armor. So I had to go deep inside myself, and I realized other people are going through that phase, you know. So here you want to know what I'm going through. Here's what I'm what I'm really going through. And like I said, you got to let the fans, fans in, you know. That's one thing my wife told me is i got to let them in. And he said, so I let them into what I was going through. See, that type of music, like I said, especially the 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 morally the morally um responsible music is what's gonna balance the culture out and make it better. Because we've gone from the hip hop, the hippie the hippie hip hops to the heartbeats to run DMC to the streets. We went from edutainment and street knowledge to gangster rap to chronic rap, southern hip hop even now we got the emo hip-hop and when the mainstream got it it made the music it made our culture look a certain way to even the racists actually use hip-hop to try to destroy people of color and then to have socially responsible music to fight against those idiocracies that they that they come up with i think you as an artist for putting something out there that can be used to say look that's what they give you to make characters of us. This is what we give you to teach our reality. So I thank you for I thank you for that and being that artist. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome, bro. I appreciate you guys giving us time and you know airplay. Well, that's what we're supposed to do. I, I gotta ask you this because this this is this is really something that comes from the what I'm going through. It comes from the warrior featuring Rita. <laughs> and it also goes back into the apologize um video. The thing about sin that really comes across is remember when Biggie said um it, it was um uh, um machine gun front how they did there's rappers trying to rap something but they don't believe them because the energy's off. Jay Electronica said the same thing. That the yeah. energy's not familiar, I can't feel you. When somebody hears your song, the energy that comes from it is not only reality-based experience, but it's also the guide of somebody who's trying to help somebody see what's there before they turn that corner. What is the burden of being a person who knows the pitfalls and is trying to tell people what it is, knowing that some people aren't going to listen anyway? What is that burden for you? The burden is you see someone standing on the ledge or you see someone going through a fire and you got the burns from that fire and you tell them, don't touch this. But as being one of those ones that you're familiar with, I was hard-headed once too. So I got those scars and got burned from going through that fire. So I understand when artists do it because they're hard-headed and they want to do it. But those that want to take it and listen, that's one that get get that payoff and I've done my job. I was like, okay, I'm trying to leave something. Why should I have someone go through those pitfalls? And like I said, I'd like to congratulate anyone, anyone that has the heart to put themselves out there, no matter how good or bad someone thinks they are. They put themselves out there to be judged. So that's just courage in itself. So I applaud them for that. You know, I don't go to an artist show if I'm going to go look at his show and like, oh, that was a whack show. No. Did you have the heart to get on that stage? Did you put the time in? To that guy, he had to took the time enough, or that girl, whoever, to present something to you that was their art. Appreciate it. All right. 
So with that being said, everybody, once again, I want you to understand that we're talking to an artist that not only lives what he talks about, but he's also saving lives by making the music that he does. So please, give everybody your social media and let them know how they can contact you and get your music. Well, all you have to do is go to www.hmdmuzic.com. That's hmdmusic with a Z dot com. You can get everything, man. All right, and with that being said, everybody, we're going to put the link on the YouTube page. And remember, make sure you subscribe to our Heritage Hip Hop YouTube page and become a subscriber member to www.heritagehiphop.com where we feature your future favorite artists right now. And with that being said, sir, we're going to go into the rapid-fire questions. The rapid-fire questions are not yes-no questions. These are questions to show more of your depth and your understanding of the hip-hop culture so that you can relate to the fans and show them how serious you are about the life you live. Are you ready for this? Let's get it. All right, so the first question is, what song or album perfectly describes your life and it's made by another artist, not yourself? Nipsey Hussle, grinding on my life. Mm, okay. Okay. That's a big one right there. Because that song means a lot. That's an anthem. <laughs> so I know a my lot of people. song on the bike right now. That's my favorite that. song on the bike right now. If you see me going over 200 down the highway, I salute to Nipsey. With that being said, I want to ask you about that depth in that song because how does grinding on my life Relate to the song Hold On, which is a dope video, by the way. Uh, grinding on my life. <laughs> Sacrifice. <laughs> Underpaid price. Uh. So, you know, so I relate to that one, you know what I'm saying? So, and uh, with Hold On, that's the same way, you know. My, my team, if anyone knows me or whatever, I've always been that one that's been there. I mean, my word means everything. So if I tell you I'm going to be somewhere, if I'm going to do something, if I don't show up, people get nervous. And when you hit that kind of rapport with people that mm -hmm. you're known for doing what you're supposed to do, mm -hmm. you got to tell people, hold on sometimes. Word. I feel that. Next question. Part of being a hip-hop artist is knowing when you want to prolong your catalog. So we remix songs in the culture. So we either add a beat, a new beat to an existing song, remake the song with the same name, or add people to the song. My question to you is, in hip-hop history, what's the greatest remix ever made? Greatest remix ever made. Oh, my God. You stopped me with that one. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Hot Boy Remix. Whoa, okay. All right. That's the first person ever said that on the platform. Okay. Why you picked that one? Because I'm a biker. No one expected Missy to come out rhyming like that one. Okay. Uh, no one ever expected that one. Nas, it's a Virginia thing. Hey, I ain't mad at you. <laughs> you know, now... If you look at one of the, I think one of the greatest collabs that wouldn't be a remix, it's got to be Victory or Wu's Triumph. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, I, I can't say that's, that's, that's what you, that's what you feel. That's what you feel. You're nothing wrong with that. 
you've been featured on a song, right? So there's times when somebody will call you to get on a song, and you will destroy the song. Shout out to the to the, the menace because you're on the introduction. It's his song that you're featured in, and mm -hmm. like we said, there's people who get on a song and can actually steal the show. So I ask you, as a hip hop artist, who has the greatest feature in hip hop history? I would say Eminem. Well, what song do you think it is? Renegade. Uh, you can go with that. Uh, the one he did with Drake. Okay. You're the first person put, put that up there, the one with Drake. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Eminem, if you knew the backstory, Eminem came out. And if you listen to that song and hear the buildup, Eminem smashed that song. Yeah, he, he did. Smashed Renegade. When, when does he ever not or, smash the song? Yeah. You got to give him his props for what he does. True indeed. True indeed. All right, yeah, we have a we have a story behind Renegade because everybody knows that Jay Z was really the feature. But I, I digress. I don't. Really, it's not even the point. <laughs> the next one I want right. to ask you is the next one I want to ask you is about this. Going back to bike culture, it's funny how when mainstream society touches something, that's when everybody wants to give it its attention. Uh, when Sons of Anarchy came out, and everybody wanted to focus on black, um, on bikers, especially black motor clubs. You see what I'm saying? If someone mm -hmm. wanted to know the history of black motor clubs, where would you tell them to start, and how would you tell them to respect the culture? I would tell them if you ain't about it, stay out of it. Get a bike first. All right. It'll find you. If you're built for it, you're built for it. If you're not, stay out of it, and that's how you respect it. If you ain't true to it, don't do it. If it ain't in your heart, don't put it on your back. Facts. Do you find it disrespectful that people would put on the, 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 the leather and not have a club? They just did it for fashion? Yes, I do. Explain that and tell me yeah. why. Because there's people who live this life, die for this life. There's people that paid their dues to earn what you're able to do. So for you to just go out there and just to rep that, you didn't put the time in. You're not respecting that culture of somebody else who actually earned that, put years into it to get where they're at and to get that. So that's what it means. It's like people with ranks in um, the military. You started out as a private, but they respect when you're a five-star general. Well, mm. you have to go through the ranks. You have to put your time in. So for you to go and grab something and just throw it on your back because you're able to buy it, that ain't going to get you to fight. Facts. I'm with that. Next question. Like we talked about respect, getting respect, a lot of people and MCs get that respect from being on features, right? And mm -hmm. when and when you're, uh, when you're like you said, a five-star general, people come to you out of respect to help build the legacy and even add to your own, correct? Mm -hmm. So... Sin is a five-star general in, in, in music. What would be his dream track to make? And this is what I mean. Who does the beat? Who's featured on it with you if you want features? And look, dead or alive, no no hesitation, no no limitations. Who else should say, what would be your dream track if you could do it? I would have Chill Beats make, make the track. Okay. Don't care. I would have Chill Beats make the track. I would feature Lauren Hill, Sade, 
and Nas. So you're going for the heart on this one, huh? Hey. Along with, Davey, uh, along with Dave East. Ooh, okay, okay. So let me ask you a question. Is Lauren Hill singing or rapping? Both. Wow. So Sade and Lauren Hill with vocals from Sin, Nas, and Davies. Yep. And you kept your home team with Chill Beats. Shout out to Chill Beats. Okay. <laughs> See, that's loyalty. So I salute you for that because I had asked people some questions, and they had people who's in their own circle, and they wouldn't even mess with their beats, which is crazy. So. <laughs> Man, that was my vibe. Bro. I mean, he inspired some of the things he, without his beats, some of the songs you wouldn't have. So, like I said, he'd be speaking. I can call Chill up and say I'm in this type of mood, and he'll send me back exactly what I need. Word, and that's what's up. That's the connection of um being 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 in the squad, and I, I respect that. As a mm-hmm. um, now, this is another question that's kind of biker related, but it is hip hop related. How do you define in unity? in hip-hop as opposed to unity in the biker um, society? Um, I would say you're going to have, in the biker society, you're going to have brotherhood, and that's what most people want. So you have people that just because they love bikes and they do what you got to do, you'll have people always look out for you, as well as unity in hip-hop. You have unity in hip-hop, but we're so programmed that if someone else make it, we can't sit there and clap for them. We will clap at them, but we won't clap for them. So that's the difference with some of the unity. They understand that we're able to control our own destiny. You know, if people have thought about the music and having their masters, making their own company, and like I said, shout out to Barry Gordy, because Barry Gordy had that drive and that vision to do it, and that's one of the ones that I would pattern myself and say, that's one of my idols. So that, that's what I said. Unity in the bike thing, with unity on anything, it's getting people to realize that you're not in competition, but if you're a movement, you know. You're a movement by yourself, you're forcing it together. Shout out to Fabulous. All right. Yeah, I think Black Bike Weekend has always been one of the premier things where you saw unity. And in hip-hop, we used to have those jack the rappers we used to have those things where people came together and we had the best of the best from all coasts come together and i kind of miss them days and i hope that those days come back especially in jersey because heritage hip-hop is trying to make that happen and you know for our people worldwide it's good to have a unified a unified force when you're when you're when you're out there um, unfortunately unity within melanated people is the number one fear of the country so says Herbert Hoover, not Herbert Hoover, uh, J. Edgar Hoover, and we already know how them, how those stories have progressed. So going back to the hip-hop question, I, I ask you this. We talked about the feature. We talked about the remix. We talked about the song that uh, defines your life. What is the song that you made that defines somebody else's life that someone told you about? Um... I would say Tony's missing her baby. Tony's missing her baby. Okay. Yep. Mm, yeah, nah, that's a deep story. So that's that's a real one. I respect you for being a commentator when it comes to life and your music because so many songs are about fantasy that reality seems to be lost. So once again, as a, as a man, I'm going to tell you that I thank you for doing what you do, 
And as a man should say to another man at times, I'm proud of you for being the person who took your lane because no one else would have done it the way you've done it. So please continue to walk your walk the strongest way that you can and be sure that and be sure to know that people are going to, going to and will and are supporting you for being that man that you are. So salute to you one more time. I appreciate that, man. All right. So here we come to the last question of the interview. <laughs> this, uh, this, this, this is the most important question I ask everybody on their first interview. So if you ever want to come back, doors open. Heritage hip hop is not an industry thing. This is a this is a legit connection thing because we support the culture and we do not we do not we do not have a prejudice to who we talk to as a part of anybody. We believe that hip hop comes from hip hop is not music. It is God within you, and God gave you a story, and you have a right to tell your story. So with that right. being said. Here's the last question. Unfortunately, one day you're not going to walk on this earth anymore. And before we continue, may the Most High bless you, So, you, especially in COVID and everything going on right now. May the Most High bless you so your life is not cut short at any time. And may you have abundant of blessings in year, in many years to come. First to say that. But there is going to be a day where you're not going to walk the earth. And you're going to be, let's say you're in, it's in Michigan, right? And there's a, a, a thousand years from now, there's a, like a gigantic earthquake, right? And or, or, or something happens, a building falls, and then some a child walks by this rubble, and, and they find like a weird box, and the weird box is called a laptop. Because a thousand years from now, there won't be any laptops, and they open up this laptop, and Sin TV is the first thing that appears on that laptop, and the and, and this child or these people who experience this this this, this phenomenon hear your music. The most important question I'm going to ask you in this interview is this. What is the legacy that you leave behind that made the world better because you did music and you lived hip-hop? Um, and what I'm going to say my legacy is um, the drive and determination, you know what I'm saying, where I did it and just of sheer determination and drive, and I wouldn't quit, I wouldn't stop you know, and I wouldn't let anybody tell me what I wouldn't do and what I couldn't do. And uh, I had to have somebody do it for me. It became, you know, self-sufficient. I got tired of playing for people doing it for me when I could say I got the same gifts, God bless you, with the same talent to do what I wanted to do. So, so with that being said, fun. all right. So with that being said, everybody, if you take anything away from sin, take this away. You can do it. You just have to believe to do it, that you can do it, and then want to do it. And in doing it, no one can define what you've done but you. So just believe in yourself and be your best, because no matter what you give out, someone will always hear, and they will always pay attention, even when you think they're not. With that being said, this is Karev from Heritage Hip Hop, with the Rider King himself. And you cannot mention hip hop. Well, mics and, and, and bikes and not mention sin, correct? Yep. I ain't mention bikes and mics and not mention sin. You can't. <laughs> you and, can. with that, <laughs> and with that being said, we say peace and we out. <laughs> All right. Let's get it. We thank you for tuning in to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Transparent Credit Repair, the superheroes of the financial literacy and credit repair world. Open your wallet to receive money, then to pay out bills. And to do so, fixing your credit will help you ensure more income and money to use at your disposal for travel, for leisure, for family, for pleasure. 
to fix your credit and insure yourself more money in your bank account, please contact Transparent Credit Repair at www.transparentcreditrepair.com or you can call them at 862-250-5122 and tell them Heritage Hip Hop referred you and get something very special in the process. This episode brought a hip hopper that believes in doing right and music is the way to lead that charge. And we thank Sin for his contributions to the hip hop culture. I ask you to go check him out, check out D-Menace and check out Angie and their team and see what they have going on. Hip hop is not always about the negativity and we're changing the narrative, especially in today's world. But if you can only make music that's violent or music that's about hurting somebody, you are not a true hip hop. You're a clown. And all that clown stuff has to stop. With that being said, we thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, please go to our website and support. Our website is www.heritagehiphop.com. We also have Heritage Hip Hop on YouTube for all videos and past interviews that we have done. You can see our extensive history of bringing future faces to the current generation of hip hop now. We also have a store if you would like to buy any any apparel. Our store is www.storefrontier.com forward slash heritage hip hop for shirts, hoodies, face masks, and other things you may want to show your support to the heritage hip hop movement. Before we get out of here, we'd like to give a shout out to the people who help make who help make this thing possible. Shout out to our virtual assistant. If anyone needs virtual assistance, which is making your social media pop and letting people know that you're out there, please contact Fatty's Place at F-A-D-D-Y-S-P-L-A-C-E on Instagram. Our marketing, promotion, and placement genius is a former MC who not only rhymes when he wants to, but he makes decisions behind the boards. His name is Fire Jaws, and he is the proprietor of Wildfire Marketing. And you can contact him on Instagram at F-I-R-E-J-A-W-S. Fire Jaws on Instagram. I'd like to give a shout out to two people who help the team in many ways. One is Lex Diamonds of Diamonds Entertainment LLC. That's D-I-E-M-E-N-Z Entertainment LLC on Instagram. And Big A, who runs the Big A show. I'm the co-host of that show, and that show is crazy and coming very soon. The Big A show, season one, is on YouTube at A-H-D-A-Y-A-R. That's A-D-A-R on YouTube. For everybody out there listening, we thank you for being supportive and listening to not only the many interviews that we do, but respecting the many stories that are being told. Hip-hop is not about music only. If hip-hop truly reflects God within us, then everybody has a story and everybody has a right to be heard. And with that being said, we thank you for listening to us once again. And we say peace and we out. Peace.